Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Presented by Locked On, it's Joe Marino as in Dan and Kyle Krabs like the crustacean with two B's. And we are your hosts here on this edition of the show, continuing our positional ranking series, talking linebackers today. Kyle, welcome. Hey, Joe. What's up, man? No, just screw with everybody after yesterday's audio snafu. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Yeah, so listen... Uh, Joe and I use a mixer and we because we're not in the same room. And as we were recording yesterday's show, something blinked, it blipped and it screwed up the the alignments of the audio. So that's why Joe was always cutting me off with the last second of everything that I was saying. Oh, and time I cut you off and not the other way around. No. Well, you just did it again. <laughs> I know. It's, it felt good. Jeez. I'm trying to explain to the people that this is not going to be a long-term issue and rest assured to our worried listener that my Coca-Cola was the, the root of, of the issue. That was not the case. And I'm just giving some love to orange vanilla Coke zero sugar because it's delicious. But Joe, that's not the only product that we need to give a little love to on today's show. The draft networks draft show, 2019 draft show, STK, Nashville, Tennessee, next Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It is on. The volunteer state, Kyle. The volunteer yeah. state. No, the Music City state. <laughs> <laughs> Paige Jamaka's lost her mind when yeah. she heard him say that the yeah, other day. Yeah, yeah, that was bad. Looking forward yeah. to the draft show, brother. Three days, wall-to-wall coverage. We've got a lot of surprises along the way, but, you know, obviously – the main attraction is is the wonderful analysis of the Draft Network staff, and uh, we've we've been part of this discussion with you since uh, when uh, last May talking twenty nineteen NFL draft yeah. prospects, and we are going to see you through to the finish line uh, with analysis on every pick as it comes through, and and the, really excited about the production. We've got uh, Torbo Sports there to handle our our production, and they did a great job with us at the Senior Bowl. And really excited to continue working with them, covering the live NFL draft. Yeah, they did a wonderful job at the Senior Bowl, and we're really excited. I've been working with some of their um, their production team as far as getting graphics lined up and context for the actual draft and the players being picked and the teams that pick them. So it's going to be really, really cool. And Joe, our presenting sponsor is Under Armour Rush. Under yeah. Armour's new Rush line. How excited are you for the Draft Network Combine? Not we very. Have not, we have not, not very. really talked about this yeah. at all. Not We're very at all. Yep. Nope. Not very so, excited so, at all. So Thursday morning before the draft, <laughs> 6.30 in the morning, yeah. we are going to an athletic complex in Nashville, and we are going to be trying <laughs> out Under Armour's Rush line of athletic wear and we're doing six combine tests mm-hmm. and we have to we have to show how much extra boost we get from Under Armour Rush line. Yeah. So Under Armour Rush fantastic product line may not be able to help me uh, <laughs> with the testing. 
but <laughs> I might be that. Uh, you know, I'm just going to save it for my pro day. Save, save it for the pro day. Yeah, just just remember, um, the, you have to explain why you're not benching if you're not going to bench, right? Uh, because that, 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 that happened like to. It. Uh, just don't feel like it. Who that happened to? Antonio Callaway. Man. Yeah, that's right, Callaway. Yeah. <laughs> Antonio Callaway, Florida. <laughs> why aren't you benching? Uh, I don't feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> I might just reenact that. You know. <laughs> no, you have to have a reason. Uh, right. That'll be my I'm reason. Gonna for my pro day. <laughs> my pro day. What's the big deal here? <laughs> okay, so yeah, we're really excited about that. That's that content will be airing on our commercial breaks during the actual draft. So, so you guys will get a chance to see some of those tests and end results, uh, which we're super stoked about. So, uh, Kyle, you glossed right over my 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 introduction. Say what now? You glossed right over it. What I do? I introduced you as Kyle Krabs, like the crustacean with two. It's not the first time you've done it. Yeah, in the intro, yeah, it is. And here's the thing: here's I was hoping we would get here, and I had to get there myself. Is I had to tell somebody your name this this past week. Just spell it: C R A B B S. Well, I just, I went. I told them that I said Kyle Krabs. Uh, it's like the crustacean with two B's, and I felt good about it, man. I really did. But Jeez. I know you didn't. Well, I'm going to gloss over it again. We're going to talk about some yeah, linebackers. You're over it. You're over it. But you know what? Some <laughs> of us didn't grow up with the last name Krabs, Kyle. It's an, a blessing and a curse. It Let's is a blessing. Way. All right. Linebackers, 2019. Line, 2019 linebackers. Great group, Kyle. Just a great group. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't even say it with a straight face. Last year was so good. What did we have? We had uh, LVE, yeah. Tremaine. Roquan, we had uh, Rashawn Evans. Was there more? Four first round linebackers. Yeah, and then you had um, oh the BYU kid, Fred Warner, Fred Warner, uh, Darius was in Leonard, class. Darius Leonard. Yeah, the top six linebackers in last year's class were like stupid good. Yes, yes, they were. Now Ooh. our top six linebackers. I've got six in the top one hundred, and that includes one at ninety and one hundred. So. Not a great group, especially relative to last year. But I do. I, I'll take LB five first. How's that, Joe? All right, very good. Okay, I want to talk about Emeki Egbile from Houston, outside linebacker number eight, my fifth rated linebacker, ninetieth overall on the big board, third round grade on this kid. Uh, I like him. He's versatile. He's a guy I think could excel in a Sam role in a four three under type situation where you can play him up on line scrimmage in the face of tight ends, but you can also task him with playing out in space in zone coverage. Uh, he's pretty effective in zone coverage. I don't like him a whole lot in turn and run situations, but he mirrors well. He's got enough lateral mobility. He's got some reach to him, so he's got a nice area of influence in zone coverage, and he shades those landmarks as routes carry into his his particular area of responsibility. Uh effective kind of blitzing off the edge. They kind of used him as an edge rusher from time to time. That's not really where he's going to win a whole lot, uh, but I like him stacking up tight ends. Uh, just a versatile dude. Second level, I think there's there's un- untapped potential there for him as a second-level defender, but the versatility was something that really helped divide him from a very crowded group of linebackers. I had seven linebackers with fourth-round values. None of them cracked the top five. Egbilay snuck in in front of all of them with that late third round grade that I gave. Kyle, my linebacker five is the most disrespected man in this draft class by the staff. 
you and Solak just sleeping on my guy, Jermaine Pratt, linebacker from NC State. Um, love, I, he caught my eye in 2017, and he didn't even start. And, you know, I've been up to Raleigh about a billion times covering Wolfpack games. And, you know, to see him always making plays and like he's not on the starting lineup for the that's given to me on the two deep. And then he finally get a chance to start as a senior. And he really, you know, took that that Wolfpack defense by storm. Love his uh, his range. Uh, really good in terms of covering ground. He's a converted safety. Um, and so he gives you that those that similar type of of coverage ability in terms of zone uh, short zones and really just natural coverage instincts. Uh, love is love is urgency. You know, he, he, he's a fast to flow type guy um, and he's physical. So I don't, I don't know what the deal is with you guys sleeping on Jermaine Pratt, but he's linebacker five for me, have a third round grade on him. He just, he didn't do it for me mm. to be honest with you. Mm. I don't know if it was, I came in with the expectation. Okay. Former safety, but I didn't think he moved like a former safety. Uh, what's your grade? What what ground grade do you have on him? He's got a day three grade. Yeah, that's a, I think it's a low day three grade, man. But your your prospectus is free. People can see it. What's yeah, the answer? Where is he on your board? Like two hundred? Uh, yeah, he's down there. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. He just didn't like you said. He didn't do it for me. He's not shout for me. Out, shout out to Matt Valdivinos, who him and I have a standing bet that. Uh, was it Jawan Taylor would be drafted closer to nine than Jermaine Pratt will be drafted closer to like 25? Wait, who's got the bet on what here? I've got the bet that Jawan Taylor will be drafted closer to nine than than Jermaine Pratt. was nice knowing you, brother. That's over. Looking forward to meeting you. Uh, at STK in Nashville next week, brother. And you can go ahead and pay up on the bet. <laughs> Why would he take that bet? Yeah, Matt, that's aggressive, dude. All right. Linebacker four for me is Blake Cashman from Minnesota. Also have a fourth or a third round value on this kid. Uh, there's a big jump from Eggbulay to him though. Uh, Cashman is 71 on my overall big board. I like Cashman. He's, uh, he's got some limitations, uh, reach, extension block shedding those are areas of concern they like to use him in attack mode a lot he played forward going into line scrimmage did a lot of green dog blitzes went back stayed in in pass protection and he's really short in quick spaces so he excelled in those areas but he wasn't always a consistent finisher because his wingspan uh, really struggles when guys test his tackle radius so there's things to be aware of there but with that said i like his play processing i like his ability to cross key and and pick up the first step of offensive guards and make sure he's stepping and flowing in the right direction. And because he's so good in short areas, he does a nice job getting downhill and really playing in attack mode and, and you know, the, seeing a gap begin to develop and attack it to get into the backfield. There's a lot of linebackers in this year's group that don't have that anticipation to feel they'd rather sit flat-footed. They're flat-foot readers. Um, you know who did, who did that and drove me nuts, Joe? Hmm. Rolando McLean was a flat-footed reader. Reggie Raglan, yeah. flat-footed reader. These guys drive me nuts. It's right there. See it. Go get it. They'd rather wait and make the tackle three, four yards downfield. Cashman's not that kind of player, but because of some of the restrictions that he has, that's why he's a little bit lower down on my board. Uh, LB4, third-round value. Uh, just to give the, the accurate terms of the deal between me and Matty V, if Pratt goes closer to 29 
than Jawan Taylor does to number nine. I buy Matt something Redskins of his choice valued at $30 or less. If not, he owes me something bills at $30 or less. Wow. Yeah. I need to start betting our listeners. Yeah. I can get uh, like a whole new wardrobe. This is, yeah, this is my new plan. Yep. Uh, who? Yeah. Send us your bets. Send us your bets. We might take them <laughs> at the Joe Marino at grinding the tape. Kyle needs something. Give him something. I already got this thing going with Matt. I've, I've got a bet with somebody about a cookie. I don't remember what it is oh, though. Jeez. You got to remember your bets, man. I, I, I Google search my name and cookie. Like how many hits uh, am I going to get? Probably not many. Cause you've only eaten salad for the last four years that I've known. It's you. Sure. It's cutting season, but it's been cutting life for you. That's why I was laughing. Like Kyle's talking about pop tarts. This kid ain't a pop tart in ten years. Um, yeah, actually, every time I go to the grocery store now, I see him, and it, <laughs> I think about it. Get the orange vanilla Coke instead. You know, much better. Orange choice. vanilla Coke, zero sugar. Yes, LB four gel. Blake Cashman, Minnesota. Blake Cashman. The Cashman. What, what do, you, do you have his arm length in front of you right now? It's like thirty and a quarter, I think. I don't have yeah. it off the top of my head, but while you're talking, my producer will pull it up for yeah, you. So I knew that going into the watch that he had short arms, right? And I kept on waiting for it to be a problem. I was really impressed by how well he tackled outside his frame with you know Tyrannosaurus Rex arms, thirty so, and one eighth. Yeah, it's bad. That's not what you're looking for. You want to know who that messes with, man? David Long, brother. <laughs> That's a dude with sub 31 inch arms. Maybe he's like 31 and an eighth or something. That dude misses a ton of, he missed 29 tackles this year, but we're talking about Blake Cashman, very urgent football player. He's a guy that, uh, you know, you went from walk on to team captain and plays like it, you know, that type of urgency. Uh, I thought he processed pretty clean. He wasn't the guy that was easily manipulated by uh, play fakes and misdirection and that type of stuff. Um, And I thought he was pretty physical playing into the line of scrimmage for a guy that's not necessarily the biggest. So, there's a package here that I really like and how, especially how it translates to today's NFL and what we're looking for out of second level defenders. So for me, Blake Cashman was a real treat to watch on tape and he's linebacker four. I'm interested that you didn't really see any restrictions with his tackle radius. Do you happen to have the games on hand that you watched? I watched Ohio state, Northwestern, New Mexico state, and Nebraska. No, I, I you know, I, I've never tra- tracked that. Maybe I oh, should. It's yeah. a game changer. I love it. Do you? So, do you, do you have a comp for him at all? By the way, no. Jake Ryan. What do you think? He's more athletic than Jake Ryan. But yeah, everything else is fine. A more athletic Jake Ryan. Okay. Yeah, I can get on board with that. Okay. Okay. LB three. Mac Wilson. Yep. The fall from grace was one <laughs> of our prodigal sons before the start of the season. We really like Mac. Mac, um, athletic. Really good in pass coverage, zone coverage specifically. Makes uh, some some strong plays on the football. Uh, I don't remember what game it was. Do you know what game it was? He had that leaping interception. Was it Mississippi State or, or Texas a and I feel like it. that sounds right. Those sounds like two games that I watch. But, you know, I'm no Kyle Krabs. I don't chart the oh, games that I watch. Geez, you know? Louise, man. I'm just trying to have a positive conversation. Mac Wilson, LB3, second round value for him. Uh, 58th overall on the big board. But coming into the year, I had super high expectations for Mac uh he both he and Deontay Thompson the last like four or five games that they played I'm like what are you guys watching and it's crazy because Alabama it's not like Alabama like lost a game and missed out on the college football playoff and like their guys are like mailing it in like they played in the championship game and both the Oklahoma game and the Clemson game they're making reads that aren't even reads like i don't even know what your primary responsibility is 
because it's it's just total brain farts. And I'm not quite sure what the deal was there, but it really kind of rattled my cage and it, it forced me to pull myself back a little bit. And, you know, I hit him for some, some mental processing and, and football IQ. And, uh, then he te- didn't quite test as well as he thought he would. He, I think he ran in the four sevens in the 40 and was expecting a little bit more explosive, uh, resume for him as far as his athletic profile than what we got. Now, with that said, if you get him right mentally, he's still plenty athletic. And uh, I, I like the power that he's got inside his frame to play physically. Uh, I, I like the flashes that you see with him disengaging blocks as he's shedding laterally and scraping to stay over top of plays. It's all there. But Max really got to turn the corner and put it all together and get much more consistent as far as what he sees and how he keys it. You know, it's funny because like both of the Devons ran like low four fours, and right. all of a sudden, like when Mac turned in, that was you know, like four. What do you run four seven? Low I think four, four seven four or four seven two. A little high, right? A little high. You wish it was better for his undersized backer. But man, did, did the Devons ruin it for everyone? <laughs> With right. four fours, man. Uh, I still like Mac Wilson a, a decent amount, man. I, I mean, I'm not pounding for the table in the first round or anything like that, but I really like his coverage ability. I think he's got a really nice ability to read the backfield and work into throwing lanes. And you know, you reference that one interception; it, it was a beauty, and it just shows natural ability in space and and how well he can even win in man coverage. I liked a lot of his man reps as well, so laterally pretty strong in terms of uh sifting through traffic and and taking good angles of the football has some restrictions playing downhill into the line of scrimmage line of scrimmage but there's still a lot of good reps of him doing that so you know i think that he's maybe not the athlete we thought he was but he still has such good tape in terms of a lot of his space reps that you know i i don't I, he's not one of the devons he's he's not that type of player but if you miss out on one of them and you take him day two you should feel good about that consolation prize yeah, yeah, especially with what he can become. Yeah. LB2 for me. Yeah. Devin. Hmm. Bush. Hey, Bush. Yeah. Uh, early second round value on, on Devin Bush, but he is one of my top 32 players. I'm 27th overall. So Devin Bush thought he took a lot of positive strides. I've talked about this on the podcast time and time again. Getting off of blocks, playing aggressive, consistency with his keys, not getting crossed up with backfield motion before the snap. Those were all marked areas of improvement for Devin Bush in 2018. So really love seeing that consistency really come on for him. The light bulb came on as far as how to unload on blockers and really coil and explode Mm. through to create space for yourself. Whereas 2017, I thought he was a little too passive, kind of catching those blocks. Not this past year. And then obviously you add in the explosive athletic testing that he put on display and uh, a little bigger than what I thought he was going to be too. He was what, 230, yeah. 234 or something like that? Like he carries his weight really well. He's a short stocky dude, so he wins with leverage naturally because he's not the tallest guy. I like him a lot. I think he's a plug-and-play starter at the next level. Feel really good about him as a Mike linebacker. Uh, if you miss out on Devin White, and the expectation on Devin White is he's going to be, what, 10 is the absolute floor to Denver, potentially as high as 4 or 5 to Oakland or Tampa Bay. If you miss on Devin White, 
Devin Bush is a very, very strong, I won't even call him a consolation prize because yeah. you shouldn't feel bad about drafting Devin Bush if he ends up being your picket linebacker. Yeah, he's my LB2 as well, Kyle. Um, it's funny because I think his his build, the you know his body composition made him tough to gauge athletically on the field and then when he ran that low four four you're like okay all the all the questions i had are gone you know he, he he moves just fine and it's like those there's two plays against ohio state uh in man coverage where he you know it was like of course he couldn't run with paris campbell on that on that crosser he remained in phase the whole rep and then he got picked on that wheel route a little bit and, and so i think maybe some people will put some too much stock in those two plays but yeah i mean I think I came away really impressed, obviously, with his ability to play into the line of scrimmage and be physical, man. He is a, a battering ram in terms of taking on blocks and, and really just putting guys right back into gaps. But it's also how well he can turn around, run and play in space and just an unbelievable motor on this guy. And I think he processes really, really quick and love how, how quickly he identifies the direction of the ball and gets going, man. He's fast to flow. So. I think he's one of those guys that can be like the quarterback face of your defense type player. And, you know, we start talking about him 10 to Denver and, and, you know, 10 to 20, right. Pittsburgh 20 is his, his, his uh, floor in my opinion. You know, I think that he will really become right. That anchor of the defense, the guy that everyone identifies a defense with. And I, I think he's gonna be a good player. Love the growth as well. I, I'm a big fan of guys that get better every year. And you saw that all come together for Bush this year, I know like it was week one in 2017 where he had that crazy game and everyone was kind of like on the train and then faded a little bit. And then he put everything together this year. And now he's the te- second best linebacker in the class. So I guess this is going to be pretty anticlimactic to say Devin White's LE1, huh? Voshan Joseph, Florida. No. <laughs> <laughs> was tr- Trevor? Trevor? No. Trevor? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Devin White, LSU, yeah. LB1 for me. Uh, it's an odd class, Joe. Yeah. Devin White finished 10th overall on my my big board and and I necess- wouldn't have necessarily pegged it to fall that way but Devin's another one or Devin Devin White's another one <laughs> who I felt like he got better. You know, I still see people that have concerns with his contact balance prior to contact and some of his the speed in which he's keying plays being listed as a a concern but I thought he got a lot better in these areas in 2018. And and those were the, the contact balance was the big one coming into this past year. For me, it was a little bit too much uh, in hindsight, what we saw with Jared Davis and why Jared Davis has struggled a little bit early on in his pro career, uh, just not being able to get over top of a play and then come to balance and mirror the ball carrier. Uh, too many wild reps where he, he kind of rolls momentum through the stop sign and overruns the play. Yeah. Uh, I thought Devin got better at that and Devin showed phenomenal range at LSU. The, uh, the Florida game, I thought he played out of his mind as far as his keying between the tackles and then his ability to stretch and get outside and, and chase down plays literally going into the, the boundary into the sideline. And, uh, he's a, he's a little bit thicker, uh, with his size than Devin Bush. He ran just as fast. Um, that drop-off's not huge, but they are in different tiers for me. I do have a one on Devin White and an early two on Devin Bush. But as I said, it's, it's, I wouldn't call Bush a consolation prize. But with that said, White is my LE one. Devin White's a play, He's my linebacker one. Devin White is a player that the more you watch, the more you like. And 
I, you know, like I was lukewarm on him after my initial watch. And, you know, just because I did feel like there was a little bit of recklessness with him and, and some some misreads and, and that type of stuff, just not coming in balance to his tackles and some whiffs. I just kept on watching and and and, and fell more in love with the player that he is. And, and I think it was like the Mississippi State game that I'm like, wow, this guy's everywhere. He's just everywhere. And everything's not perfect all the time, but he's literally everywhere. And, and, and you mentioned the growth. I love the growth. There was a play, the play against Georgia on the goal line where he's lined up like in the A-gap or something like that. And he goes. Is this when they ran jet? Yeah. He and ran, they handed it off on the jet? The, what the yeah. How, yeah. <laughs> how was that humanly possible to get over there? Yeah. And it's like, I don't remember who they gave the ball to, but it wasn't Riley Ridley. So like they had some burners as far as guys that, that could run across the set and take that ball. That play was unbelievable. And I knew right then and there, this guy's, this is a sick athlete. And I mean, just perfect, a perfect skill set for today's game. But a lot of times we make concessions with size, right? A lot of these second level players, like, right. oh, undersized, but he's got the range we're looking for. Well, we, we don't have that question about Devin White. So a pretty complete prospect. I don't think he's, Roquan Smith or Tremaine Edmonds, but just a tick below, man. I, I I think he's he's right in that category, but a tick below in terms of how I would stack them up for the last two years. Good player, man. Linebacker one. Think he's going to be a top five pick. Okay, so I'm gonna read through the linebackers. Joe, I did 36 of them. Jeez. Yeah, and then I'll give you a day three uh, name. I'll pound the table for Devin White, Devin Bush, Mac Wilson, Blake Cashman, and Mekki Agbile. That's top five. Drew Tranquil, Bobby Okariki, Josiah uh, Talfea from UTSA, Joe Giles Harris, Chase Hansen, 6 through 10. David Long, Voshan Joseph, Ryan Connolly, Cameron Smith, Sion Takitaki. Best name in the class, in my opinion. That's 11 through 15. Deshaun Davis, TJ Edwards, Jelani Tavai, Tavon Coney, Terrell Hanks, 16 through 20. Ataro Alaka, Ben Burkirvin, Trey Greenlaw, Trey Watson, Ulysses Gilbert III, 21 through 25. Cole Holcomb, Cody Barton, Tyrell Dotson, Tremaine Pratt, Dakota Allen, 26 through 30, Gary Johnson, Joe Deneen, Khalil Hodge, Kendall Joseph, Trey Lamar, Sterling Sheffield. <sighs> Got Jermaine Pratt in there with the bottom of the barrel backers, man. He wasn't for me. I can tell. <laughs> Jeez, man. That's this is one of our all-time disconnects, man. This is this is crazy. Yeah, it's not for me. I don't expect you to be objective about it because you know you're the, you're there at NC State all the time. So, are you? Did you just call me an NC State guy? <laughs> you're a big NC State homer, Joe with Marino. The, uh, with yeah, I mean, because I was I was pretty high on Bradbury, and now you you know God spoke to you on the Bradbury email. Uh, yeah, I, wa- I watched Garrett twice, and I do like I do like Calvin Harmon. I think you like Jacoby Myers more than me. Um, and you like that? You liked Will Richardson more than me. You like Tony? Yeah, Adams listen, more Will than Richardson's me. good. If the Jaguars pick uh, Jawan Taylor at seven and bump Will Richardson, I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> Give that man a chance. I okay? was crapping on Finley all year. I'm not an NC State homer. Okay, I had Jacoby Myers wide receiver 21, 131 oh, on the big board. Okay, you don't. You're not in love with him either. Then okay, that's okay, fair. Okay. And okay, Terrell Prescott might be the lowest player on my board. So. Yeah, Prescott's trash. But. You're a West Virginia homer, you know, so there's that. No, I'm not. 
<laughs> I don't have a single mountain. I have one mountaineer above a fourth round grade, and it's uh, Yachting Kajus outside my uh, top fifty. It's all you should Watch have. Yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Who you three guys on yeah. the table for? I'm trying to get there. Give me Trey Watson from Maryland. Trey didn't like what I had to say no, about him in my scouting report <laughs> after the Shrine game, but you know what? Trey also didn't get a combine invite, and I had oh. Trey in, inside my top 220 players in the big board. So uh, I've got Trey as a draftable player. I've got a sixth-round grade on him. Uh, he made some plays in space. I think he had five interceptions last year in the Big Ten, transferred from Illinois over to Maryland. Um, he's athletic enough. So he checks the, the athleticism boxes, but I love the urgency in which he plays. He's not elite at anything. Obviously, if he's a day three line, a, a mid to late day three linebacker, not elite at anything, but I think he's got enough that he's a guy that I could see kind of sliding through this draft process, landing with a team, somebody gets hurt, and I think he could be an average starting linebacker in the NFL. All right. My pound the table four guy on day three is Give a guy that, that I crapped on earlier. I'm going with David Long, linebacker from West Virginia. There is uh man, the way that he plays is is something I can get behind. He 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 doesn't diagnose clean all the time, but that dude makes his mistakes full speed, man. What like, a WVU homer. I am a WV. Yeah, I saw him twice this year. I was supposed to see him three times last year, but those cowards wouldn't make up that game with NC State. You know, <laughs> that's the all time clash of our teams there. Um, yeah, it's too bad. Yeah, super urgent player. He at least diagnoses the direction of the play quickly. Um, he has an uncanny ability to slip and undercut blocks like the way that he works around contact with crazy agility is in body contortion is something pretty unique, but it works for him. Um, he's willing to stick his face in a fan, man. He doesn't always win those exchanges, but he's willing to exchange bad tackler, right? Like 29 missed tackles this year is just terrible. Um, and so that's the big concern with me is he lacks length and, and he misses so many tackles. I think he can defend short zones and coverage. So I, I think when I'm pounding the table for a day three linebacker, what I feel like I can get out of David Long is at a minimum a very, very, very good special teams player and a guy that can really help you on sub packages because he's a good blitzer too. Like right? that, that urgency, that quickness that he shows really shows up when he's when he's shooting gaps. And I think he can, you know, run blitz, obviously run blitz the passer as well, be very useful part of his skill set. So in sub packages, I think he'll find a role. And maybe he can become a really exciting pursuit style will linebacker. So he's a guy that just the way he plays and and just that tenacious mentality combined with some athletic ability and and some unique stuff on tape, he's really intriguing to me as a day three guy. Joe, this is amazing. We started this podcast before in the pre-show. We said, you know what? We're only doing one position group. This will probably be a 20-minute podcast. <laughs> We're over the 30-minute mark. It's yeah, time it's to wrap it up. Fun talking ball, man. What can I tell you? Uh, it's, what's better than this, you know? Nothing. What, Nothing. These pod, we're supposed to do like 15 to 25 minutes or something like that? Yeah, no. Yeah. And no way in hell. What are they going to do, fine us? I'm just here <laughs> so I don't get fined. Well. Make sure you guys come back so I don't find you. Okay? Actually, I'll send Joe on you. Joe's Joe's a much more intimidating presence than I am. No, I'm no, like the I'm the bad guy in pro wrestling that like cheats his way to win because I can't can't do it fair. You know, I feel like that's that's, that's, that's a hell my of a thing to say about yourself, man. What? 
<laughs> you're the guy that's got the 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 chair hidden underneath the ring, and you would. Oh put hell yeah! The, the if, I a, if, oh if I'm a pro wrestler, I'm totally that guy. That's why people don't like you, man. I know it's okay. <laughs> Every good story needs a bad guy. Come back tomorrow. That's right, tomorrow, Saturday, special Saturday episode of the Dudes. Uh, Joe and I are doing the secondary corners and safeties. Make sure you hit subscribe. We got takes on takes coming on Monday and the battle of the boards on Tuesday and Wednesday next week. So it's a really big home stretch coming. We got just a couple more shows before the actual NFL draft. And as a reminder, the draft networks live NFL draft stream is on Thursday, Friday and Saturday presented by Under Armour Rush live coverage at the draft network uh, Twitter account draft network LLC it will be on YouTube after it's done if you guys, for some reason, can't imagine why, would miss it. Or you can just come to SDK and visit and see us live in person. We would love that. Kyle Krabs at Grinding Tape signing off with Joe Marino at the Joe Marino. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Draft Dudes podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.